Welcome back to the Week in Review podcast. Back at you on another Saturday, luckily. Not late this week. We're just going to get right into it with the songs of the week. First one is going to be uh, Styx Helix by Myth and Royd. This is some Japanese electronic music from an anime that I watched called Ray Zero. This is the this is the first or second ending. Um well, let me just talk about the anime for a second. This is one of the one of my favorite anime and one that I feel like most attached to because it was new and is still kind of going on while I'm an avid, you know, anime fan, a watcher, weeaboo, whatever. Um, I want to say it was 2016 or 2014 season one came out and it was really good. Like it was one of the first mainstream. Well, no, I don't want to say it was one of the first isekais because Sword Art Online was definitely one of the first ones, but it was a pretty big one. And the sense of humor was really good. And I want to say it was one of the first with like that kind of like sarcastic, self-aware sense of humor. It wasn't like breaking the fourth wall, but it was like right behind that, if that makes sense. But this is a pretty chill song, you know, for an ending, but... There's nice variation between the chorus, which has a lot going on, and then it all kind of narrows and um, softens up for a more singing focus, like the verse. Um, I have no idea what what they're talking about. I haven't looked up the lyrics or the translation or anything. I just like the song. <laughs> and that's all that really matters at the end. Um, the second song is Losing My Mind Part 2 by Baby Smooth. This is a song my friend Gio showed me after I came back from Chicago because I was talking a lot of shit about this one dude that I met. I'm not going to say his name partially because I don't remember, (laughs) but he was, um, me and my roommate had gone over to him, him and his, his roommate and his, him and his roommates. We went over to their apartment and he, the first thing he asked me is like, dude, do you know any Detroit rappers? And, you know, me being me, I was like, oh, yeah, dude, Eminem, Royce to 5'9", you know, D12, Big Sean, you know, naming all of them. And he's like, no, not those. I was like, oh, well, nah, I guess not. And he started playing some stuff. He was like, I got you. It was trash. It was ass. Like, me, I was making eye contact with my roommate and his roommate. We were all looking at each other like, ooh. You know what I'm talking about. And um, his roommate asked me to grab the ox, and so I did, and I saved it. But anyway, I was talking about that with Gio, and he he was like, Detroit rappers, like not mainstream ones? And I was like, yeah. And so he sent me this, and this isn't trash, thankfully. <laughs> I actually really liked it. But um, this song, I, the intro like caught me immediately because it starts with one sample, but then it flips to like another but it actually puts the first one in the background if you listen closely. And I, I like songs that do that. It's not it's not unheard of, but it's still rare enough that it's like a nice commodity when it happens. Um, yeah, just a chill song to head bop to. Uh, and then the last one is Get Her Done featuring MF Doom by Jake One. I don't know who Jake One is, a uh, random producer, I guess. It, it just popped up in my Discover Weekly, so I guess I got lucky. 
but doom comes straight in with a lot of energy and um it's it the instrumental is is like these stabbing piano notes bum, 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 over over a ride cymbal and kind of like an empty sounding snare i like the instrumental and doom's coming with the normal uh creative lyrics make no mistake son it's jake one he makes beats well done like oh, oh hold on Make no mistake, son, it's Jake one. He makes beats well like I likes my steaks done with sautéed onions and a hella Worcestershire, a gush of beer to wash it down, douche your ear and clean the crud out your third eye for the return of the word guy who known to make turds fly. Like, first of all, let's talk about Worcestershire. War... <laughs> I'm fucking... Nah, I'm not trying it again, but it's a hard enough word to say already and he twisted that. Um, and just keeps going with it, but, you know, Doom always making good stuff, and a lot of shit that you have to kind of look around to find, so I'm always really happy when it pops up in front of me like this, and, um, a nice end on this song, kind of like Rhinestone Cowboy, where he ends with the title, um, Get Her Done, but yeah, those are the songs of the week. This week, I worked more. I think I finally figured out what I'm going to do as far as getting my inspector license and the schooling that that takes. Um, there's one in between like apprentice and professional, which is called real estate and it's cheaper and takes less time and it's all I really need to start working. So happy to have a plan and not be kind of in limbo. unsure about what I'm doing about that. This week I finally watched King of Staten Island, uh, Pete Davidson's movie. I I've been wanting to, I've been needing to watch it for a while. I, I remember when it first came out, I was gonna watch it, but they were charging it first on the website. But now it's on HBO, so I, I've just it's been in the list. I finally got to it. If I had known Bill Burr was in it as much as he was, I definitely would have watched it sooner. <laughs> um, it was really good. I related in a weird way to the movie. Because um, in it, Pete's dad is dead, and he kind of talks about that a lot. Like, that's one of the prevalent problems with him. And, you know, my dad's dead as well. Which, but I, I never, I don't know, different circumstances, obviously. His dad died firefighting. My dad died in an accident, like a car crash. But I, I was never really mad at anybody about it. And I never, I don't know. I'm probably definitely different because of it, but I don't think there are any super emotional disparities. But he also knew him in the movie. Well, I'm assuming in real life, too. I don't know shit. <laughs> but um, I related in a weird way to the movie. Like, some of the stuff he was talking about, I, I kind of resonated with. And also just kind of his personality in general. I feel like I, ex I exhibit parts of that sometimes. Just kind of despondent not really wanting to associate with anything but if you need to you can put a face on you know um but yeah a really good movie funny at the right times dramatic at the right times um i'm pretty sure i cried at one point i don't really remember though i've slept since then <laughs> but oh this week i um so I really wanted like a coffee or like a frappuccino or something to drink. 
So I opened my phone and looked at the apps that, you know, McDonald's, Jack, Sonic, all the ones that give you deals, which if you're not taking advantage of, you should. It's free and why not? And plus you can order it in advance, which is convenient. Saves you a lot of time. Although Jack in the Box can never seem to get their fucking, like, they can never seem to tell that I'm doing a mobile order. Even though I tell them when I pull in the drive-thru, they're like, hey, what do you want? I said, I'm picking up a mobile order. They're like, okay, pull on through. And then when I pull up, they, they're like, 1097 or, you know, 589, you know, whatever number the other person was. I'm like, no, mobile order. Like, I just fucking, I get it's a, you know, they don't get paid a shit ton. They, sh they don't have to care about their job. I get it. So I really can't complain. Um... But yeah, so McDonald's had a 99 cent Frappuccino or whatever, so I got that, and then I went up there, and I asked, and I didn't even ask the girl, she was like, oh yeah, the Frappuccino, I, was, I don't know, I, was like, I nodded my head, because masks, you know, can't really hear anybody, she's like, oh, we're working on it, so I, okay, I'm stand back, and I'm just waiting, nobody else is in here, so it's just kind of me, and I look over, and... This dude's dressed like the manager, but from this from the side, he looks just like a fucking high school kid, like younger than me, like a tall high school kid. I don't know if it was the hair and like his thin-ish body, but he was hunched over on the counter like he hated his life, and he had a cup of coffee in his other in one hand and his phone in the other. So, I mean, I get it. It was like nine or ten, but I was standing waiting on my shit, and then he finally gets up and walks over. And he talks to the girl, and he's like, sir? Yeah. And I was like, what? He said, Are you, do you need something? And I was like, "They're oh, I'm waiting on the thing. They're making it. And he said, the machine's broken. And I said, what? Because I've been waiting there for like a minute. And I said, so do you want me to order something else? I mean, what do we do now? <laughs> and he was like, well, do you want a shake? Do you want... We have this, this, and this. I don't know how the fuck you can make a shake, but not. I, I really feel like they were just being lazy. Which, again, they don't get paid a shit ton, so I can't really complain, because I would do the same shit. But uh, it took me a second. I decided on a shake. I really wanted that Frappuccino, just mainly because I'd never had one from McDonald's. I want to know what it was like. I didn't expect it to be that great, but, you know, for 99 cents on a large, I can't really complain. But I got the shake. The shake was all right. Shakes are shakes. And there was no, I wasn't like, whoa, it, you know, there's nothing to be surprised about. Um, also got pho this week with Aiden. Pho's pretty good, but you kind of have to close your, um, what what is it like when you, your instincts? Because a lot of the stuff they use is, like, bottom of the barrel, like, stomach lining or, like, tendon. So you have to, like, turn off your squeamishness, I guess, to enjoy it. But it's pretty good. And it, it's kind of got a weird, like, I don't know. I was going to say the, the broth has a weird sourness to it that's kind of good. But it was... Last time I just got the regular like steak eye, but this time I got special combination with meatballs. And I didn't know special common. I thought that was the soup. I thought it was gonna be a different broth. But special combination is whatever they fucking have back there. They just throw it in. And I mean, it was good. I can't complain. I ate most of it. 
Ape tripe, which is called, which is the stomach lining I was talking about. It's super chewy and it doesn't taste like anything. But I ate it because it was in there. But if I ever had the choice, I wouldn't ask for it. But yeah, pho is pretty good. Um, also got poke this week. I love poke. If you haven't had poke, it's kind of like a rice bowl, but with sushi. It's it's sushi and rice in bowl form, kind of like Genghis almost. They, yeah, it's like Subway meets Genghis and meets sushi. They make it in front of you. It's pretty great if you haven't tried it. It's kind of expensive, or at least this one was. But it's pretty good if you're wanting to eat something after like working out to get in shape or whatever. Because it's just straight protein and rice, with which is filler. Um, but I went with my boss, and I, I asked him before. It was like, do you have a mask? Because, you know, people be tripping about that, apparently. He was like, I don't know. Maybe the kids might have left one. I haven't had to wear a mask in anywhere in months. And he started going on. I was like, okay, you know, just let him talk. And then we he walked in a little bit before me, and I got in after him. And I got in just in time to hear the girl ask him, can you put on your mask? Where's your mask? He's like, oh, you know, whatever he's got to say to get his fucking swagger ego back up, you know. <laughs> but that was pretty funny to see. And then the next day I went with my dad and I told him about it because he, he knows him and he was talking about it like yeah I don't know why people don't make such a big deal out of it you know it's just it's just a little thing and while the other dude was talking about it, how it affects our freedom and stuff and all I can remember is how at the beginning of this pandemic my dad was in the same shoes the other dude it, it um the other dude is or, or was on that day and it made me kind of happy to see, you know, his growth, I guess. Kind of picking your battles, which is a huge fucking thing my parents tried to knock into my head when I was younger. You know, you don't have to fight over everything. It's not worth it, which I never understood because I used to have... I don't think it's pride. I just wanted to be right. I didn't want to be right. I wanted to win all the time. I wanted to have the last word. So I guess that might be a little bit of pride. Um, and then, oh, I'm so tired of driving, man. Like, this job has me driving so much, which I, I don't mind because it's a good job and the driving's like the shittiest part, which if that's it, then I can't really complain too much. But man, I've had some close calls and I've been behind some fucking idiots and I'm just tired of it all and i've been i make long distance drives sometimes from like dallas to the colony i think yesterday i went from dallas to heath to arlington back to dallas and i've seen these signs that say don't barrel through our work zone like work zone appreciation week or some shit that's the fucking dumbest thing i've seen like that pissed me off so much and I don't even know why. Don't barrel through our work zone. When I see these signs half the time, like, I don't even see anybody working. And, or it's, like, in the middle and it's blocked off on both sides. Like, what the fuck are we bothering by trying to get to where we're going? 
don't barrel through our work zone. You probably fucking speed to get home as soon as you finish up, man. It's not like when you work in a restaurant and you get to a busy restaurant and you're like, oh, I know how this feels. Let, let's, you know, let's wait to be a little bit more patient. No, it's fucking driving. Just go. If everybody drove faster, there wouldn't be any traffic. You wouldn't have to put up with the sound of traffic. Wouldn't that uh, help you a little bit more as you stand around on your phone getting paid to do fucking nothing? Because isn't that what they always seem to be doing? Anytime you drive by people with the fucking orange and yellow vests on, the yellow hard hats, they're just standing around. Or they're standing in the street directing traffic like a fucking... You're not a cop. You didn't, you're paid to... Whatever. It's not my job. Doesn't affect me at all. See? Pick my battles right there. That's the mindset in action. I try to. I try to catch it before it gets too late. Um. This week I finally listened to music. I posted something on my Instagram story and asked people to um, give me stuff to listen to. And I ended up with a, a few things. Man, if I'm completely honest, nobody fucking interacts with my story. Nobody ever really does. I got like five people on this one, which was pretty cool. But out of like 80 or 90 people watching, it's like, damn, fuck y'all, you know? <laughs> but it's whatever. The first one I listened to was Tranquility Base Casino and Hotel. Or is it Hotel and Casino? Let me go back. Uh, Tranquility Base Hotel and Casino, yeah. Um, Arctic Monkeys, always good, always a good listen. I haven't listened through this one. The only song I'd heard was the first one, Star Treatment, but AM is um, a favorite of mine. I've got most of the songs liked on that one. Um, so let's get into it. Yeah, Star Treatment is the first song. I like the slow pacing and the fill in the middle, the... Um, there's a, there's a lot of far out lyrics in this song and throughout the whole album because it's all sci-fi based. I mean, Tranquility Base is the name of the lunar landing. So this is all theoretically a hotel on, a, on the moon, maybe, but, um, it's kind of like a Beck song almost how you're listening and you're not exactly sure what he's talking about, but it's all adding to something. Um, good guitar picking and some vibes in the back which not a lot of or i don't know maybe a lot of people do catch up on or pick up on but i feel like as a percussionist i have a ear for that luckily but it's one of my favorite things uh, you can really hear it at the end one point perspective um pretty simple in the background just drums and piano keys uh, stabbing piano keys and then the guitar and the bass come in. Uh, really groovy bass licks on this one. And then some nice falsetto from Alex. Um, sorry, I'm, I, I put a note from Genius that right here. I don't know what I wanted to say about this. Oh, oh, he talks about... Okay, yeah, he said there are certain moments on the album, especially in tracks like One Point Perspective, which is this one that I'm talking about. Um... That remind him of the type of songs his father would play on the piano. They uh, they go together well with the lyrics I was writing. They're chords from jazz, soul, and I would also say that the album emits a certain science fiction's essence, although deep inside it's still rock and roll. 
Um, that yeah, that that kind of exhibits what I really like about Arctic Monkeys is they're not too strict about genre lines. Um, they're e- quick to dip into other ones either for a whole song or just for a moment on the song, and it still all goes together really nicely. American Sports is the first like really upbeat song, and it has a crazy synth in the background. Another element of sci-fi, while the rest of the Arctic Monkeys just jam out on their instruments. A lot of upbeat snare hits and piano chords on this one. Oh, yeah, like I said earlier, a lot of these songs, I really had to look up the lyrics to get the meaning, and then even then it was still hard to grasp, um, especially on a first listen and when I'm trying to focus on the instruments, which I feel like is a lot easier for me to digest, especially on a first listen. Um, the title track is a phone call with the lobby guy. Uh, it's it's a really cool concept. It starts with the piano and some strumming, and then the bass comes in, and then the drums with kind of a half-assed fill, like, and then it falls into a groovy, sloshy hi-hat with lots of snare upbeats and more stabbing piano chords, and it all fits around Alex's singing. I I, I really like how it all comes together. Uh, I really wanted to hop on the drums while I was listening to this, but I can't. I mean, if I can barely focus on the lyrics and the instruments at the same time, there's no way I can play the drums and all of that at the same time. I mean, this morning I was trying to watch anime because I've been watching One Piece a lot. Yeah, I'm going to get into that real quick. I'm sorry. Um, One Piece is pretty fucking good. Luffy's a funny-ass protagonist, and Zoro's really badass. Usopp's funny. Nami's alright, I guess. But, yeah, I was trying to play drums while watching One Piece, and I just could not read and watch and play and keep time all at the same time. Um, One Piece's second opening really surprised me by how it was a completely different genre switch from the first one, and it was really fucking good. And both the endings were pretty good. Okay, back back to this. I'm not gonna, not gonna change topics. Golden Trunks start starts with some strong uh, distorted guitar riffs and then has heavy doubles on the vocals with Alex singing falsetto on one and then normally on the other. I really like the effect it gives for the song. Um, The next song starts with some heavy boom bap, kind of. I mean, like as close as an Arctic Monkeys song is going to get to boom bap, Um, uh, but it relaxes into the song. More bizarre lyrics. I put a takarir on the roof. It got four stars out of five. That's unheard of. Just weird shit like that. And I know how to say takaria, but I say it. Fuck. God damn it. Because I'm white, anytime I say a fucking word in Spanish, it just sounds bad and I get laughed at. But I don't say takarir. I just had to fucking... That's how he says it, so I wanted to... But... Um, but the name of the Takarir is the Information Action Ratio. It's actually the idea that despite having access to all the information in the world, we don't know what to do with it. And Alex said he got it from a book called Amusing Ourselves to Death. And he was attracted to the idea as soon as he heard about it. And I like that he just takes shit like that and makes songs about it. And 
random ass shit too. A, a taqueria on the roof. Why? <laughs> that just came from nowhere, but he put it in there. Um, and I like the build up at the end to the vocals, and then back to kind of like a like it starts builds up and then it's just the vocals and then it's just the instruments again and then it ends um not just the normal fade out the world's first ever monster truck front flip another song that um turner kind of got inspiration out of nowhere from he said that was verbatim a news story i was unable to resist clicking on about a year ago and i was unable to resist naming a song after it it was laid out for me. We were just in a world where they're flipping monster trucks forward. Uh, more shit where he just gets inspiration from nowhere. And there it is, you know. Um, in this song, he also... Um, he, he, get, he got inspiration from, like, a Kodak campaign for, like, cameras. You push the button and we do the rest. It's... I don't know. Just it, It's kind of nerdy, but it's kind of cool how he, like stuck that in there um science fiction has my favorite transition fills by far and it starts right from the intro i love the set on this whole album like the crisp hats the punchy but not too kind of taking the it doesn't take the attention away from everything else on the snare and then the bass is behind everything else but i i like that because it lets the instruments kind of shine out more um, the drumming in the bridge and the outro is really good too, uh, before the outro. Damn, I'm dumb as fuck. I stopped labeling these songs like halfway through as I wrote about them. That's why I'm struggling right now. Um, okay, this one is... sorry 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 she looks like fun um this is a pretty weird start as far as arctic monkeys songs go because they use like a sample like she looks like fun it's i don't know it's like i said completely out of the fucking nowhere i had to look at the fucking thing to make sure the album hadn't ended and it wasn't playing a different but it switches back and forth between this kind of weird, like, rant thing. Not rant. I don't know. You'll, you'll hear what I'm t talking about if you listen to it. But it switches back, forth, back and forth between that and their normal style really abruptly. And I, I like that. I, it gets across the idea of, like, the emotions they're trying to convey. Like, the impulsiveness of it. Like... I don't know. Obviously, I like the normal part more, but it's it's a cool idea. Um, Batphone is kind of show tuny. There are a lot of piano runs in the back and a lot going on around Alex's singing, but none of it distracts. And then it adds some more un uh, unexpected distorted guitar in there out of nowhere. And again, it's loud, but it doesn't distract from Turner. Um, I really like how he can go from really aggressive singing back to the kind of melancholic tone he's known for. In the second chorus, he does this a lot and also has a despaired sounding in there, a, a despaired sounding voice in there. 
more synth in there in this song elements of sci-fi they're trying to blend in it's not characteristic of their style but i like it because it's a nice variant and it fits pretty surprisingly well the ultra cheese has a great use of silence like knowing when to cut everything else out um these kind of songs are my favorite from arctic monkeys kind of like number one party anthem like the whole song is i don't know there's just an energy to it that aren't in their other ones um this is a really good outro track he talks about um i mean the first lyrics on this one made me like damn made me look back at myself for a second Still got pictures of friends on the wall. I suppose we aren't really friends anymore. And then again with get freaked out from a knock on the door when I haven't been expecting one. And didn't that used to be part of the fun once upon a time? A lot of really nostalgic, sad shit. (laughs) Like, damn. I really like this as an outro track. I, I feel like some... On some records, people just throw whatever tracks last there, but he clearly put some thought to this. Um, and then he starts talking to his piano or music. I'm not sure, but he's saying, What a death I died writing that song start to finish with you looking on. It stays between us, Steinway and his sons, because it's the ultra cheese. Um, I don't know if the ultra cheese is how cheesy this song is, or maybe he's talking about the moon because tranquility base on the moon, you know, but he he gave it a part of himself when he started writing music. And I read the genius kind of annotations and it said that he looked back at some of his old lyrics, you know, like anyone would, I feel like, and cringed at some of them like, wow, I really shouldn't have wrote that. But yeah, I feel like anyone who's grown as an artist would be able to look back and kind of shake their head at whatever they were doing at the time. But, um... Let me catch where I was. Oh, the end of the song leaves you with a really... Here, I'm just gonna read it. It says, Oh, the dawn dawn won't stop weighing a ton... I've done some things I shouldn't have done, but I haven't stopped loving you once. Um, This is Alex kind of telling us that he's come to terms with everything and through all of the pain and like dumb shit. um, It's all been worth it because he's never once stopped loving the music and the career that he chose. And, you know, I've said enough. But if you want some good alternative music to listen to, something different that's not going to be on the radio a lot, this is a good album to listen through. If you've already listened to Arctic Monkeys, like AM probably, and you want to listen to a little bit more, this is a pretty good album to listen through. Um, My favorite song, let me look through it, let me look through it. I really like 4 out of 5. I already knew about Star Treatment, so I really like that one. And then the Ultra Cheese is really good, too. Um, Yeah. 
thank you. I don't, I don't know. I don't remember who recommended me that, but thank you to whoever. And then next we got some Flatbush Zombies Vacation in Hell because I already listened to 3001 A Laced Odyssey. Um, I'm pretty sure it's Diego that told me to listen to Flatbush Zombies. So thank you, Diego. Um, starts with Hello, which is a nice synth halftime groove. Then Chunky has a nice guitar transition and a good verse from... Well, yeah, let me talk about... Let me start over. Let me start over. Uh, Flatbush Zombies is Zombie Juice, Eric the Architect, and Meech. Okay. So I'm going to be referring to those three because those are the three artists. All right. Good verse from Zombie Juice on uh, Chunky. Chorus has one. The chorus on this has one of my favorite things about Meech, which is his range with his voice. Um, in this one chorus, he goes from like a raspy, angry voice to an empty kind of. I don't know. It's Meech. I can't. I can't recreate it. But I really like artists like him or Kendrick or Tyler that'll change their voice based on the song just to get the right sound and that's how you stay away from being like Don Tolliver or the baby <laughs> who I'm sick of fucking both of them every time they come up now I've been unliking their songs and skipping but anyway oh and the chorus is saying I need a vacation and the next song is vacation which has a great uh, guest verse from Joey Badass and then Meech comes in and changes the flow like only he could. Has some really good ad-libs at the verse, too. Um, they're playing around a bit, but I like it. They throw in some laughs and shit. Um, Joey, Joey's verse, he said, I ain't in a rush. That's just my adrenaline flowing. I dropped the I, ugh. I dropped the top just so they can see the melanin glowing. Like, fuck the cops, uh, posted on the block like Giannis. I promise they call me Mr. Brooklyn's finest. I'm feeling like I'm Yeezy with the shutter shades. Can't tell me nothing in my stunting phase. Wait till all them hunted's made. And then Meech uh, ends his verse with, I just want to spend 420 with Rihanna. Throw her all over my shoulders and then bring her back to my island. And put her legs over my head like a Hurricane Rana. I'm probably the realest to climb out of a vagina now does that sound like a good vac vacation or am i wildin i know i butchered that i'm sorry but i tried to get into it but the song's good so go listen to the song they say it so much better um meech also said got a blade on my tongue dirty nine on my side ratchet from overseas mail order bride i'm the shit like my mama gave birth at her asshole ammunition wrapped around my body like rambo um just good lyrics M. Bison starts really dark and atmospheric, and you're not really sure what's what the like big idea is, but then the horns come in. or It's like horns or a weird synth, but they come in really... They're soft, but they just slide right into place. And Eric the Architect has a clean-ass chorus on this. Uh, Zombie Juice brings the energy, gets you hyped over this track, even though it's like still really easy to sit back and bop one and three on you know headstone i really like i really like the snare on this uh sharp knocks and nice dry hats um zombie i like his verse on this one because he slows down and kind of has like a newfound confidence on this um it's really nice 
Meech is good on the chorus. Um, a lot of small shit to add atmosphere into the instrumental. Um, everyone comes through on the verses. They're all loaded with references from Pac to Big to Jay-Z. Um, Eric's is literally just names of stuff strung together. Uh, they said it was a lyric exercise, I think, but it sounds good as hell, so I'm glad they put it out. Big Shrimp was kind of a disappointment, I'm not going to lie, because Meech started with a good verse, and the chorus just sucked ass. I was sad. They all had good verses on this, but the chorus, it's just not worth sitting through twice. Um luckily this is like one of the only times on this album that i felt this way but yeah kind of sad um leather symphony starts with some nice piano and then it bleeds into the beat zombie has a a, a voice double on some parts of his verse which i'm a fan of uh, kind of like a higher pitched voice saying the same shit just for effect good hook and um feature from 12e by the end he's got you rolling with the beat it's pretty nice, some shit that he does pretty well. And then they both alternate and come together for the third verse. I really like the effect it has. Real Girls is a lot of lyrics about fucking. <laughs> but some of them are clever. Zombie says, Divine, divine body, I be honest to you, a miracle. Bipolar, but I, I love you like your mama do. <laughs> um, good flow, nice bun B feature. I wanted a Michi verse on this, but that's kind of how I feel about every Flatbush song that Michi isn't on. I just think, dang, what would he have sounded like on this? You know, but that's how that goes. Um, Bun B had said, them, bop them boppers walking by showing out, tooting their ass up. Yeah, I'm smoking gas, baby girl, but I ain't gassed up. You want to be down? That's only if I let you. Let me marinate it on it, and maybe I'll come back and get you. That, ooh, when I heard that gassed up bar, I looked up immediately. I was like, oh, shit. Um, Fax has a nice bounce to it. I like the chorus. Um, they made it work really well, like, incorporating the Fax after he says shit, like, calling people out. Um, the piano keys in the back are pretty nice over the, like, digital kind of drum sounds and then jada kiss comes through with a usual like swagger and confidence on his verse nice punch lines and then Meech's second verse really shows his mastery of like his flow and what he can do this might be my favorite track off the album ask courtney really took me out of it at first like just starts off the bat love hurts ask courtney she killed kurt like what the fuck <laughs> but i mean between that i mean other than that there's crazy synergy between architect the architect and meech on this one they were just going back and forth bar for bar it's really good big energy over a chill track something i feel like the zombies do best it um kind of like going over a halftime track with crazy bars you know Crown was the uh, the only other time on this album where I was like, nah, sorry. It was just, eh. Maybe it was the chorus for me. I don't know. Definitely didn't need a double chorus at the end. That was just the nail in the coffin where I was like, nah, I'm skipping this. I'm not liking it. 
um, on proxies, Eric comes through with two nice verses, shows that he can do it solo and while producing too. Um, the choir is kind of reminiscent of a Suicide Boy song. I think it was one they did with Travis Barker on their um, Live Fast, Die Whenever. Like the ha, 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 ha. But it, it's a girl voice, obviously. But I can't think of the name of the song. Um, you and I starts with beautiful vocals from Dia, which really threw me off because I wasn't expecting that on a um, on a Zombies record. But the drums sneak in on this one. Uh, really easy to fall into. Um, the vocals during the the vocals in the back during Michi's verse really add to the dark shit that he's talking about. Um, a lot of deep shit, a really long verse. He says, like, Eric, if I could give your mama my kidney, I would because she's my mama too. Juice, if you ever off or bleed, I'm taking care of your seeds, even if that means millions in fees for custody. She wilded out, wilding out on court. I'm like, give that bitch what she needs. Um, it really hits, but in a good way. It shows like the love and between the group, you know, it's not just the music. I mean, it is the music, but it's more than that. Um, the goddess shows Michi with a really normal voice. Like I, I had to look up and at the genius and see like, is this Meech? Who the fuck is this? I like it still, but you know, it's just not the same characteristic. Um, good verses for Meech and Eric. And now she want to hold my hand and shit, but I ain't into that dog, but I can manage it. Used to make me sick, now you make me sandwiches. <laughs> and then they both really flex on the last verse. Trapped is a really heavy song about like suicide and struggling. Um, it interpolates changes by Tupac, but in like a completely different tone. Um, Tupac is like, Woke up this morning and I asked myself, is life, is life worth living? Should I blast myself? But Meech just reads it really slowly and it's kind of fucking depressing. I mean, it's still depressing as, you know, just the words, but, you know, woke up this morning and then I asked myself, is life worth living? Should I blast myself? It, it may, I mean, it hits a lot harder when it's slowed down like that. And then um, bars like, God got my number blocked, my calls he never answered, who's to blame, myself, the bullet, or the handgun. The night time's the hardest time to be alive, only sleeping with women I love, I got insomnia. I got a bad case of 4am regrets, you know, like when you can't sleep laying in your bed, replaying all them things you wish you never did voices in my head sleep paralysis counting sheep all week i'm half past dead vision clouded voices whispering are they talking about me heavy shit <laughs> you know good shit though uh, best american um it's an interesting concept he asked who's the best american you know are you the best american i've never thought about that shit like that i guess um a nice verse from eric find another way while escaping a rude awakening while we caged in abomination 
clean water for the cavemen, salutations, signing off with a Molotov, throwing salt, salt while we marching off for the common cause. Um, nice flow from Meech on that one. Misunderstood has really short verses that carry the flow back and forth between Eric and Juice. Um, they make every word count, though. Um, once again, Meech wasn't on this, but I really wanted to hear him on it just because it's Meech. You know, I want to hear what he's going to do on this shit because he comes through different every time. But um, still a good song. Next, You Are My Sunshine was a really nice heartfelt song about yams from Meech. Um, a great verse. He, he breaks up at the end really understandably, but uh, he shows his love for yams through this. Said, um, missed your funeral. I wasn't man enough to see you in a coffin, but to you I give this offering and hope that you forgive me because truthfully in my eyes, you was the king of this city. I know you're smiling down, sharing a backwood with Biggie. Rocking a Leah boat and taking a tab with Jimmy, pimping like with Sweet Jones, gold grilling with ODB in the studio, trying to fight tears and shit. I just wish my yams was here to hear this shit. He in the clouds, angels braiding his hair and shit, just looking down like, God, you hear this shit? It was really hard not to cry right there <laughs> when I heard that shit for the first time. It was really good. And all heartfelt. Um, the final track has Denzel Curry on it. It's called The Glory. Man, I'm not going to lie. The first thing I did when I looked on this album, I looked through it. And I saw that Denzel Curry at the end. And I was looking forward to it the whole time. Like, ooh, Denzel's finna fucking turn up on this last one. Because you know. And you know Flatbush can go off sometimes. I mean, they do go off, but... Anyway, I was I was expecting a, a lot from Denzel, and he came through with the opposite. He came through really like collect, calm and collected compared to his usual craziness on his verse, but it was really good. Um, he said, or wait, no, this was Meech. I'm sorry. Let me keep talking. Um, yeah, he, he came through without yelling or anything, and um, they actually tweeted about it. Meech said not to ever box someone in, and then everyone on this on this one came through with a good verse, and they're all a little more personal because they talked about um, some problems they've been through. Um, Meech said, how could she turn my king size into a waterbed? Damn, I'm just saying. Get the kick her out the crib and scream baby come back and then kick her out again i'm just crazy like that bitches fall in love with a out of his mind and i fall so deep into lust with a chick with a big behind my ex left because i ain't got no hits i heard her new boyfriend lumping her up with his fists but hey you got what you asked for i'm petty as shit that's some food for thought i let you do the dishes man like obviously all these lyrics i'm gonna i'm reading are gonna sound 20 times better when they come from the artist, but yeah, this is some heat. Um, this one was really good. Like I said, only Crown and Big Shrimp were the two songs I didn't like. So if you fuck with Flatbush, or if you've never listened to Flatbush and you want to give them a chance, um, this album's fucking good. 3001 A Laced Odyssey is pretty good too. Let me look through and see what my favorite tracks are.
Um, in, nah, hold on. Facts. You are my sunshine, but that's like a sad one. So, you know. Um, yeah, M. Bison was pretty good too. Uh, but yeah, that was a thank you, Diego, for telling me to listen to that. Let's see how long, let's see how long. Holy shit, 48 minutes. Is this what happens when I listen to music during the week? Um, well, hope you guys had a good Saturday. Hope you guys had a good weekend. I didn't do that much today. I spent most of my day waiting for people to wake up, but then I fell asleep, so it didn't really matter. But I had been wanting Bahama Bucks all week, and I finally got that, so that's pretty good. I got the apple pie, which really tastes like well, it kind of tastes like apple pie. They didn't put enough cinnamon on it this time, but that's a whole other thing. Tomorrow I'm finna go shopping or thrift shopping with my mom. Not really hoping to. I mean, yeah, there's nothing specific. I'm hoping to find some furniture, some furniture, or some cool shit to put in my apartment would be cool, or just some cool clothes. You know how it goes. <laughs> um, yeah. Hopefully more songs next week. Hopefully more albums. Um, stay safe. Um, try to be happy. I don't know. I don't know how I can tell you to be happy. Try to find something that makes you happy. I've been playing the drums a little bit more recently. And I'm at the point where I am I feel confident enough that I can play with someone else now. And that makes me a little happy. You know, just small shit, you know. Personal gains. Even if it's might not mean something to anyone else you know if it makes you happy if you get something out of it even if it's something super little i mean fuck it you know why not who's gonna tell you not to if you're not hurting anybody <laughs> like i always say man if you're not hurting anybody if you're not negatively affecting anybody or yourself you know why the fuck not okay now i'm finna hit 50 minutes so and three seconds y'all all have a great day Bye.